here we go. <laughs> the Sprista's Goose. <laughs> the Don't Apocalypse on Shabbos. <laughs> Trump Shabbos. <laughs> I say that doesn't sound like too good of a story for him then. <laughs> yes, it's an 80s film, but it's a quintessential 80s film. That motherfucker gets me excited about science. But yes, I, I do think that this movie requires a couple more views. I have the same cup size as Doc Hawk. <laughs> Give me my sandwich. <laughs> no crusts. Was it an instant classic for you? Uh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moviegoers of all ages, welcome to the Don't Be Crazy Podcast. I'm Zach Rancourt, and I'm flying Han Solo today. Um, I am here to discuss and dissect what makes a film, past or present, absolutely amazing or pure rubbish. All that I ask is don't be crazy. Now, who's hungry for a pod snack? All right, everybody. So this is uh, episode three of my pod snack segments. What I'm doing is I'm seeing uh, films in theaters and giving my potentially spoiler-free, mostly spoiler-free reaction Um over this, and I want to uh, to talk about it. Yeah, um, I will try to go into as little detail as possible while also divulging enough to make you want to perhaps go see it on your own and, and make your own opinion, formulate your own opinion. So uh, the film I'm going to be talking about today is Jojo Rabbit from 2019. So that came out this year. Uh, it took the Audience Award at TIFF, which is a high honor um, in relation, Green Book won last year, and in my opinion, Green Book wasn't a good movie, but Green Book ended up taking uh, Best Picture home last year for the Oscars. So if that's any indication of how big this movie could potentially be, well, there you go. If you're if you're a data collector, um, this movie is directed by Taika Waititi, uh, and Taika did Thor Ragnarok most recently, Hunt for the Wilder People, and What We Do in the Shadows, amongst other things. Um, this movie's stacked. It has a fantastic cast. Uh, new up and comer Roman Griffin Davis is is remarkable. Um, it has Scarlett Johansson, Thomason McKenzie, Taika Waititi, Sam Rockwell, Alfie Allen and Rebel Wilson, amongst others. Um, <clears throat> now, this film is very interesting because the critics and the audience are divided. It is <laughs> almost split down the middle. Um, there's a 58 Metacritic score according to IMDb, but it is an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. I did not look up the Rotten Tomatoes yet just because I'm not a huge Rotten Tomatoes fan, but um, this is a very, very divisive movie and, and we'll kind of get into that. Um, I needed to see it for myself because I've read the articles. I've heard what what the pundits have said. Um, and yeah, ultimately, um, I'll hold on. I'll hold off on on giving my my full full how I feel about it until I read the synopsis. Uh, like I said, this movie won the uh, People's Choice Award at TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, so that was a, a pretty big win for it. I imagine that there will probably be some some uh, upcoming Oscar nominations. Um, uh, but yeah, let's just go ahead and jump right into a this is a spoiler free summary. Um, I pulled this from Fox Search Searchlight Pictures. So a World War Two satire that follows a lonely German boy named Jojo, whose worldview is turned upside down when he discovers his single mother, Scarlett Johansson, is hiding a young Jewish girl in their attic. Aided only by his idiotic imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, Jojo must c confront his blind nationalism. Um, so that's 
that's pretty much the movie in a nutshell. It's it goes on a different journey and a different path than what I was really expecting. But it also has the the core and the heart of, of what I really needed. Um, you guys, I loved this movie. I, I thought it was so fun. And part of it could have been my audience experience. Uh, there was maybe 10 people in the theater when I was watching it today as a matinee. Um, but I was laughing out loud. I didn't care if people were laughing with me or not. There were parts that maybe I thought was funny that maybe others didn't and vice versa. But that's comedy. Comedy is subjective. And I think that when you take something, a subject matter like this with with Nazi Germany in the 40s um, and you make it a satire, it can either it can it can fail really hard or it can be a home run. And I, I think this was a home run. I don't think it was hit Taika's best movie. Probably I, I still maybe think what we do in the shadows just because I think that was so spot on and it kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, this one was still really, really good, and it, it made me feel and I, I'm still just emotional from it. It was it was weird. I was expecting it to just be a goofy oddball Taika Waititi com, uh, comedy like he normally does. But things like Hunt for the Wilder People also had a very tender story to it. Um, I'm telling you right now, if you're not on the Taika Waititi bandwagon, you need to get on it because that man is a blessing. He is <laughs> he's hilarious. He is just brilliant. Um, and I love what he's doing right now. Um, this film, it's incredibly nuanced, like a Wes Anderson movie. And uh, it, it's it just has a lot of heart. It's incredibly heartfelt. It's hilarious. It's very over the top. Um, it's incredibly endearing. It's sweet. And it's also incredibly heartbreaking. You know, I, like I was saying, I found myself laughing out loud while also wondering when the typical movie tropes would occur in this. And I was actually pleasantly surprised for most of it. And it has the same type of, you know, motifs and things that we've seen in, in film before. This isn't in, incredibly groundbreaking, but I think it just works. And it's a very good coming of age story with a very, very intense subject matter backdrop, which we can talk about in a second. Um, you know, there's a scene in this movie, though, that left me genuinely shocked. Um, and I watch a lot of movies. I don't I know I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm some guru, but I can usually see what's going on in a, in a certain path that a film is going to going to go on. Um, things like Parasite had me completely blown away. Uh, there is a big scene in this that I was I, I, I shocked. I was weeping. I, I I was glad I was sitting by myself because I was at a moment laughing and then all of a sudden it just it hit me about what it was and, and the way it was presented and the build up to it was those little nuances. Oh, my gosh. Like Taika, he did such a good job with it. And I don't really want to tell it and I hope that it doesn't really spoil much. But please, if you guys have seen this, let's let's talk about that. Um, yeah. And I was just, you know, I was distraught. I was crying in the theater and I was trying to mask my sadness with laughter from scenes that ensued. Um, this is awesome storytelling. I, that's, that's how I feel about it. This is what a movie should do is it should make you feel and it should move you. And I think that that's what this movie did for me. Uh, the music choices were so good. He used uh, the Beatles when they sang I Want to Hold Your Hand, but in a German version, he used uh, Bowie. He was using a whole bunch of really good um, songs that kind of meshed with the world. They were complementary to the world. Uh, the actors were all so great. You know, they all did what they could 
and I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say what they could. That's underselling it. And they all did such a, a fantastic job, and uh, a huge, huge props, you know, to Roman Griffin Davis and Thomas and McKenzie who played the the leads. Um, it's, I think that they they're young actors, but they have a very, very bright career in front of them. Um, Scarlett Johansson was fantastic as as his mother. Uh, yeah. So that, that's the good of the film. And uh, the thing I do want to talk about, though, is this is going to be a very divisive film. It is. It, it already is a very divisive film, you know, and I can see why um, the subject matter is really, really heavy. And you you can't really tiptoe around anything involving Hitler, especially at times like this, when we have in Southern America, or I shouldn't say Southern America, Southern United States, you have blatant racism rearing its ugly head. I'm not going to say glorifying, but you're bringing to light and reminding people of this type of hatred. Now, I think the biggest thing that you have to realize that a lot of people are missing, missing the boat on this one is it's satire. And the definition of satire is the use of humor, irony, exaggeration, or ridicule to expose and criticize people's stupidity or vices, particularly in the context of contemporary politics and other topical issues. These characters are so over the top in this, in this movie, and it's told from a 10 year old boy's perspective or narrative. Um, this is the type of stuff that we would see as propaganda. We see it nowadays. Turn on Fox News and you'll see some of these things. I'm not going to get super political on this, but turn on Fox News and you can see this kind of stuff. Um, I think that audiences loved this film and most critics despised it. Uh, but I think those critics may be reading into it way more than what it needs to be. And they may be thinking this is I'm just speculating. They may be thinking that perhaps they that Waititi is forgetting how severe the Holocaust was. I don't think that's fair. I think um, he completely understands how horrible it was, how horrible genocide is. And the farce, he brought this upon us and the farce of, of this film and all of its characters is so egregiously over the top that you have to look at it and say, okay, he takes it serious, but this is a different tone. It's the stupidity of, of this propaganda that maybe these Nazis were created by this ideology and these people that we let it happen. I wouldn't even say we, but it's just, it's, it's, it's so, it's so mind boggling. If you think about it now, how stupid the stuff that, that they thought was the Aryan brotherhood and the, the race supremacy. It's so stupid when you look at it nowadays, but growing up as a boy in, in Germany, I mean, that's, that's all he knew, right? And that's, that's the hard thing is there's so many issues with, with upbringing and, and why do we believe the things that we believe? And I, um, and also just our surroundings, I think that our parents play a big part in that role and also our surroundings. Um, this movie poses a pretty on the nose question of are people who hate able to change? Um, and is it learned or is it shaped by our surroundings at all? And I, I really do think that that's accurate. I think that people can change. Um, it's presented in this nuanced way. And some critics can say that it's repetitive, but I disagree. I think that this is propaganda. This is what was happening during those times. And even now, um, I, I think most critics don't like the subject matter. I can see why satirizing Nazis is dangerous. 
Um, I would argue, though, that at times like now, we need these gut punch films to show us that there is more to life than a world of hate. One of my favorite movies of all time is American History X. It is a very, very intense movie. And if you haven't seen it, I implore you to watch it. Just please go into it and not be on your cell phone and, and pay attention to it. The message of that film is not trying to glorify racism. It is trying to see that life is too short to hate and like love is is incredibly powerful and people can change. I think that that movie tackled that subject matter just in a, in a very different way. You know, we've seen great directors like Wes Anderson, Mel Brooks and Charlie Chaplin all tackle subject matter that's satirical, but in positive ways, just like Waititi does here. I think that people can change. Justin and I talked about this on our Raising Arizona podcast. I think that certain things, yeah, we are who we are. And at the core, you're not going to change that. But I think that things like this where I think that some people can just change. The absurdity and the use of comedy in this movie are a way to analytically look at the ideology behind this Aryan mindset. Um, for some people, a dramatic film, it may not resonate really well. And that's why I like comedy because it's so subjective. They may not take this introspective learning moment serious. Maybe they need it presented to them in a different a different way. So a dramatic film like American History X maybe won't resonate as well as something like this, where it's a coming of age tale. We've all been 10 years old. Well, hopefully we've all been 10 years old and seeing this kind of happen around us. Uh, it's I, I think it's just it's presented so well. Um, you know, I think this is going to be a movie that will gain popularity through time, but I can totally understand why some people wouldn't like it. I just I just respectfully disagree with them. I'm going to leave it with the this isn't a spoiler, but I'm just going to leave it with a quote that's at the end of the film um, before the credits. It's let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. No feeling is final. Anyways, that's all I have to say, you guys. Jojo Rabbit, uh, please go see it. It's in theaters right now. Uh, let me know what you think. And yeah, there we go. Thank you for listening to this pod snack on the Don't Be Crazy podcast. Remember to follow us on Twitter at dbcrazypod, at edgyarmo, and at zachdale60, where you can share your thoughts with us and we'll discuss them on our show. We are in Oscar season, so I want to put out more of these episodes, but I want to hear what you guys think. So send me your thoughts and opinions as always, but just please remember, don't be crazy. Thank you for listening. Thank you.